ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Brothers Grimdark. Again, we're back. We are back. I think at this point, the amount of like hiatus we've had no, is... I think people thought we died. Uh, I'm still ill. Alan yeah, that's is now true. past it. I, so I might cough a little bit, I might splutter a little bit, I may die. It would, it would add to the, the excitement. Podcast. Donate $5 now if you do not want us to die. <laughs> or donate 10 if you do. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you There's go. an incentive. We and don't... We, we don't ever say there's a threshold. We don't say, like, $1,000 we do it. We just say $10 if you want it. Okay, for those of you who don't know this, the podcast, we do... This is not monetized. We don't make money. We don't get, accept donations. No, we don't do Yeah, money. sorry. No money. In case don't you're a new it. listener and the first thing you hear is, give us money. We're not about that life. We're not about but the that. Life, the life we are about is dice. You know what? I'm not about dice. I'm not about it. Just, just to give everyone a bit of background information, Alan and I have played a lot of games involving dice, both metaphysical and physical. I would like you to quantify the statement of metaphysical dice games. Metaphysical dice games are games I would like to call Blood Bowl. <laughs> what? <laughs> Blood Bowl, the dice aren't real. Oh, you mean like on the computer? On the computer. Okay. There yeah. is no real dice, which is a lot less satisfying for those of you at home. They also feel worse. It feels more bullshit when you didn't roll the dice. Yeah. When you know that it's just a probability engine, and then it fucks you, that's that's less pleasant. You play a lot of XCOM. XCOM, Enemy, Anenema, Unknown. <laughs> XCOM, Enema, Unknown. An Enema, Unknown. <laughs> it's uh, Expansion Pack, Enema Within. Oh, <laughs> 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 Anyway, we like dice. Yes. What are we about? We have played 40k for years now. Some yep. would say over a decade. We've played a lot more. We've played for longer than a lot of the fan base, which is getting scary now. I don't know. I wouldn't make that... I don't know, to be fair, like, probably a large amount of the fan base is like the core fan base that have been there for yeah. years. So yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they've seen the lows that we've seen. They've experienced the horror. Now, both of us enjoy rolling dice. I find it, personally, I find it very, very... Satisfying. Because it's the raw sexual thrill. It's the sexual thrill. <laughs> the sexual thrill. When you roll those triple sixes on four dice. That's, mm. I don't know what that feels like. I do not know what that feels like. So, we play a lot of 40k. In 40k, there is something called dice. <laughs> or a d6. You may know it as that. That's a colloquialism. There's also a d3. There's also a d3 and a d10. But anyway. D10s are not involved D10s in 40k. Involved. Get That's out. Get out, you Titanicus bastard. Titanic bastard, thank you. <laughs> we are opposite ends of the probability bell curve. Yeah. Now... Do you have to explain what a bell curve is? We, if, 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 if you explain what dice are... Let's just flash in what a bell curve, curve is. That's not how mathematics should be drinking. explained. <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> so, and I'm idea, would you like to see my bell curve? And that's how I got thrown out of most of my previous jobs. <laughs> 90% of them <laughs> yeah. were because of bell curving. Now... A bell curve in traditional mathematical sensology. Non-nudity related. Non-nudity related. Just, it's a, it looks like Liberty Bell. That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay, basically, okay. It's, it's basically the laws of averages. So if you have a D6, the average roll on a D6 is 3.5. So 3.5 is the center of the bell curve. That is the most probable result, even though you can never get it. It's yep. just the average. It's the mean. It then dips down either side. It then dips down either side, going to the lower probabilities. It gets steeper as it goes. So it evens out to three and four, then gets quite a bit steeper to two and uh, five. And sort of levels out like really like low down the bell curve probability for the one and the six. Like Yeah. Like a bell, if you like will. Like a bell. So the further you go with bad luck and the further you go with good luck, it's less probable. You're on either side of the bell curve. Also, we really need to stop asking people to have like 
images or pictures in our audio format. You know, <laughs> this is, I this is a problem that with us. Everyone that listens to this podcast has a beat about ten <laughs> different internet browsers open on ten yeah. different screens, just <laughs> with ten different workforce members. Ready to just Google that shit. Yeah, they've got a pack of Puerto Rican virgins that they're ready to find them, their necessary images. That's a very specific category of hiring. <laughs> well, when I'm listening to podcasts and need a team of people to get that's me the necessary you, images, that's I mean, who I hire. They're the only people that responded to the ad in the paper. Yeah, like it's... Yeah. I yeah. don't know why they put virgin on the resume, but... <laughs> I it, it made me sign them on. Good for them. That's, that's <laughs> concerning. Now... <laughs> <laughs> Now, why why is dice important? Why is it important? Because well, you can't play the game without them. You can't play the game without them. That's factual, unless you have some sort of simulator. But you know, okay, if anyone forget that shit. If at any stage I'm going to play a game of 40k with somebody and they break out a simulator, I'm going to be just a, a little concerned. I'm going to be yeah. I'm going to be skeptical, and I may try and have them thrown out of the village as we throw rocks at them. <laughs> like, there's clearly something wrong there. New technology. Boo! Bring out the rocks. Boo. Trust old technology. <laughs> yeah. This. Do you think rocks are technology? Hey, thanks, rocks are... Stoneham. Rocks are technology. Stoneham. They are technology. They're pure, Henry. They're free pure. of technologi- technological nonsense. Yeah, but then what's a house? That, Henry, is just an, as- an accumulation of rocks. No technology involved. Fact. They stand there on their own. Yeah, exactly. No, no technology. Ball. None of that magic. Now, <laughs> dice rolling. Dice rolling. You can't play 40k without it. You can't play many games without it. Now, why this is interesting is because Alan has... Is, is it interesting? It's not interesting. For 90% of the fan base, all 10 of you, <laughs> there's only one person that might enjoy this. Now, we love probability. We love the dice. We love the dice. And part of the dice is a sort of... Something that builds in the back of all of our minds when we play war games. And the longer you play it, or not, not just war games, not just war games, but any games involving dice, probability... There's sort of a gnawing at the know. back of your mind that grows into a booming, deafening shout. I don't know if it's so much the case with gambling. I haven't known too many gamblers, though, who do dice games. Yeah, that's true, actually. Gamblers but, don't seem to have this. But, but with... But with gaming. With, yeah, with tabletop with gaming. gaming of any kind, be it 40k, be it like Dungeons & Dragons, be it anything like Board that. Board games. Yeah. Monopoly. The longer you play them, the more time you spend with dice, the clearer there gets a picture in your mind of the dice gods. Now the dice gods, they are both absolutely not real. We, we are we are people who tend not to believe in much. I mean, and so let's just get that out. We're agnostic. That's all I, it is. There you go. And That's... you know, we we don't believe that there is actually a pointy head god who rules over dice. Like there there no. isn't a dude that's doing that. This isn't the fucking Greek pantheon. No, no, there's, there's no being which is the dice god. There is no dice gods, literally speaking. It's more of the way that the human brain tends to try and rationalise random outcomes in that we have a tendency a, to... attribute the blame to something. And yeah. They attribute their blame of success. You feel like you also have like the thing like gamblers, uh, various like things with gamblers where they'll have, um, well, I'm due to win any moment. It can feel like that because, because you know, rolling three ones in a row is unlucky. You have to roll the two next. But at the same time, you're you're still completely capable of rolling that one. Again. Yes. It's it's a way it's an interesting way the human brain works. But despite that fact, despite the fact there's no such thing as the dice gods, the dice gods are absolutely fucking real. <laughs> Having spent time with it, there are just certain moments where you go, The dice gods have willed it. Um if you played a lot of games, there seems to be 
I sort of. Oh, what? I'm dying. You, five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah, yeah. Or ten. Or ten. Or I, ten. I can kill him right now. Ten dollars. I'll do it. We're very desperate for money yeah. for wargaming. Now, we're not. Please just don't. Yeah. Don't even think about that. Anyway, the dice gods. Now, this is something that it, it seems to be a consensus among people who've played. At the very least, Warhammer. I haven't really discussed it with people that are like hardcore Monopoly players. I, I've known or... with Dungeons and Dragons players and other Dungeons, tabletop yeah, role-playing games, Call of Cthulhu players. A lot of them are like the dice gods. Are dice real. gods, or now, they'll have a word for it other than dice gods, but they mean dice gods. They mean dice gods. Yeah. Now, dice gods are something very interesting, which people have experienced. There is sort of this religious experience you have with the dice gods. Is, now, it, that is, is it more is it less religion and more the way the Jedi understand the force? There's a certain feeling. Yeah. And some of you are more dice talented than others. You you get like this imprint of the future. Because there'll be times when your plasma gun has overheated. But it's slightly cocked. You pick up that dice for the reroll. Because your opponent is a decent guy, he says, no, come on, you reroll that. You reroll that. It's it, slightly cocked. Yeah. You pick up that die, and you feel the weight of the die, and in your mind you know the dice gods have told you the result is the one. And you roll it again, and you roll that one. And you know before you roll that die, he will overheat again, and he will fucking kill himself. <laughs> and you know it. You just know it. There's a fantastic incident in, uh, instance in a game recently with us, because we've been getting Satanicus. Probably more on that next week? Probably. Yeah. Probably Definitely. next, probably next week. Yeah, like it, it's we want to talk about it. it. It's good. Anyway, we're playing a game, and there came a point where some of my warhounds, sad warhounds, um, when they die, you have to roll the d10. That's why he was mentioning the d10 earlier. And basically, on the roll of a ten, you get a catastrophic explosion that it like annihilates the area around it. And there's a bunch of other options, but that that's the one in ten chance it's going to detonate. And Henry was not having a good game at this point, but he managed to flatten one of the warhounds. And we both kind of just went, I think I know what the outcome's going to be. Henry... And just important to note is that the warhound that I had just thoroughly scalded with plasma... That was and turbo now, lasers. And oh, turbo, no. turbo lasers. Plasma... Turbo blasters. Yeah. Laser blasters. Laser anyway, blasters, there we go. Blast them. Now, this titan that had just been torn asunder by gunfire... Mm. And we're rolling to see what the outcome, like maybe the the plasma core of the Titan has been struck. We don't know. We maybe don't just know maybe point. it just falls over. Maybe which it just is, falls which is an over. option. Some of them just fall over and have maybe a bit it of sleep. just lies down. Sometimes they just lie down. They yeah, just, they yeah, just they, power they, down. There's one where they just like just stop down. in their tracks and do nothing. That's not important. Yeah, sorry. What is important <laughs> is that he had another four, three. I lie. He had another three Warhound Titans, which is like a light Titan. Fairly, you know, easy to, to wound. He had another three in sort of quite close radius to this other guy. And the, the guy that had been thoroughly riddled with plasma was near one of my chaps, my last remaining chap, who was a warlord titan. A bigger, was, fatter bastard. He's bigger, fatter. He's he's much tougher. Now, I'm going to lose this game. I did lose the game. He did. He did. He, he lost it with a plum. But <laughs> the death look I got. <laughs> but <laughs> you piece of shit. You piece of shit. No, I, to be fair, I'd lost this game. It's the other game which I was more pissed about. But anyway, oh, yeah. we'll get back to that. This Titan then rolls on his damage table. I, mean, I, I just look square 
completely square, like a cowboy. Right at Alan. He looks back at me. Not like a cowboy. Yeah, no. I was more like a warmer player at this point. <laughs> yeah, I was holding some dice. Or, and, I don't know, a slight Australian accent. I guess. <laughs> we both looked at each other and we just knew, in that moment, the divine power of the dice gods. They had said, let it blow. We, yeah. Let it blow, lad. I have a tendency to roll high and we knew this was going to be the result. And I rolled the ten. And so it detonates catastrophically, does some damage to the warlord, um, then does some damage to one of my other warhounds. Actually, oh, quite yes. a lot. Enough to kill it. And at that point, Henry turns to me and just goes, Roll the second turn. He knows it's going to happen. <laughs> I pick up the dice, like, I don't want to. I know it's going to be another turn. You know it is. Now, what are the odds of rolling two tens in a row on D10s? It's, well, one in 100. Yeah. A one in 100 chance of blowing up both titans. <laughs> we knew it was going to happen, though, and I rolled that D10. And yeah, that was. And I think the odds, just that in itself is one in 100. Mm. And we know that there's probability. We know there's probability in the game. You can say a 3 plus followed by a 3 plus, that's quite good odds. A yeah. 2 plus followed by a 2 plus, great odds. But there's also the dice gods. That balancing factor that is quite indiscriminate with its wrath. We'll get more, get more on that later. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> and you just know that 2 plus followed by the 2 plus, because not only did. Alan have to roll the second ten. Mm. He had to do sufficient damage with the first one's explosion <laughs> to cause the other one to then explode. Yeah. So the probability of that is probably like one in three thousand we're approaching now. But the dice gods, the dice gods drew their divine path through the stars and we rolled those dice. Also, dice gods don't exist. There are no real magic oh, powers yeah, no, in our opinion. But also they exist, they're real, they're the, watching. The dividing us. line here between whether or not you understand what we're about is how many games have you played, I think. Like if you if you played enough games, there'll come a point where you just you, have you just a kind feeling. of feel like you have a feel, or, or and you may not recognise that that's the weight of the dice gods. You may not realise <laughs> what it is, but this is this is your awakening. Yeah, we're welcoming you to the join church us of to the, dice. Yeah, join us in the cult, and we're going to be there at the front of the church wearing giant like d sixes on our heads. Yep, I might have a d ten because I'm higher in the ranks than you. I don't know. <laughs> We'll see how that pans out. <laughs> Your D10's going to be rolled a three, and my D6 will have rolled a six. That's that's how you it's going to be. I'll take that. Yeah, I do like the style of the D10. I'll be wearing a giant D10 on my head. Yeah, <laughs> and then I don't know what we would do. Would roll dice? I don't. I don't know what more you expect. I mean, we would roll dice, but are we gambling? What, if, are we what gambling? if we're like in that film Wanted, where they in the film James, Wanted, James McAvoy and yeah. Uh, the other, other one, <laughs> other people we don't care about, but James McAvoy, Angelina Jolie, that's the one. That's the one. But James McAvoy's better. In my humble opinion. Anyway. Great person. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> We've all learned something today. Right. No, in, in that film, uh, there's a bunch of monks that have dated back to ancient times. And they would, like, what, sew some shit? They had, like, a machine that sewed shit? It was the loom. Yeah, a loom. The loom of fate. Yeah, a loom of fate, because that's how it works. And basically, when there was, like, a mistake or something, they used that to interpret it as binary code. And from that, they got names of people that they had to kill. Because you need to listen to the loom. I think... That's what the cult's going to be. We're going to oh, roll... Start killing people. Well, no. When we roll things and read the dice in a certain way, we kill people who... The dice, not us. The dice yeah. gods have chosen to be killed. But then we also are the only ones who can read it. Oh, clearly, yes. We can, we're no, the as as the prophets it. of the dice gods, we obviously understand it. If someone else can't interpret that two ones, a three to six, means that... 
we've got to end the world. Yeah, like if, <laughs> right if, if somebody can't read that, you know, we should be going out to murder, I don't know, Angelina Jolie as a result of the two I, ones or three to six. At then this maybe, moment, I'm distancing myself from the no, I'm, I'm just, I am just <laughs> saying, <laughs> if you can't understand that, that's because you're not a prophet of the dice gods. I wouldn't say prophet. I wouldn't I'm say saying prophet. I'm I the say... only one they talk to. <laughs> <laughs> They chose me <laughs> as the star god. Would we then, like, ride giant chariots made of dice? I don't think that'd work. The wheels would be shit. <laughs> Just like they two D6s <laughs> jammed onto the side of it. We're like no, two really overworked horses trying to drag D10s. Them. D10s for me. Well, yeah, yours would work. go. I'd be there, like, screaming at my horses. <laughs> I think that's reason enough to start a cult based on the, yeah. the dice gods. Now, right, but give us 30 US dollars and we'll start a cult. <laughs> <laughs> maybe about the dice gods. Maybe, maybe not. About maybe not. If you donate fifty dollars, we'll, we'll take into your consideration. You may want to cult about something else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. But, <laughs> but also, it, okay. Now dice gods. Yeah. Dice gods. Now, throughout our years, and it's been many years. Yep. I feel like a weary soldier at this point. I don't think you get to make that claim. I think I can. <laughs> it's been a long day. That's not. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, that war gaming really took it out yeah. of me. I spent two hours. <laughs> I rolled a lot of dice. Yeah. I don't think you got to claim. Fetch the women. I don't think you got to claim you have PTSD. I don't think you understand. Yeah. And you've seen that many blast templates go off. Post traumatic dice disorder. PTSDD. <laughs> no, that'd be PTDD. <laughs> 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 I'm getting that put in the dictionary. PTDD. For 70 US dollars, we will start a commission to consider changing the dictionary. Yeah, yeah. To put For 70 US dollars, we will make we will put a free petition online to get people to join the cause. Okay. Or PTDD, as it'll be known. PTDD. Now, as people don't actually know, we are actually brothers. We are related. Have we established that fact? Isn't that part of the canon at this point? No. We're just, really? We were just bros. Just really? Bros stalking the wastes. Oh, That's shit. why we sound so similar. It's because we're actually identical. In real yeah. life, if we switch around a lot... People don't notice. People get confused. They do. Yeah. Now, <laughs> over the years, I think it's fair to say that we're siblings. It's a bizarre thought to me. I guess because it's been so clear to me this whole time that we are in fact related. <laughs> and it's been a fact I've been aware of for like most of my life. Yeah, it's a couple of, like, couple of nights where we're like blackout drunk where you, you, you don't remember much, but... <laughs> the six years we didn't know we were brothers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Weird. It was between the ages of 12 and 18. <laughs> yeah, blackout drunk the entire time. Now, at a certain point when you're three quarters of the way through the tub of superglue, that's... That's when reality goes. A tub of superglue. Yeah, if you fill, a, you a, fill tub. a tub. Wow. Get, you had like enough pots and you fill the tub up and just... How is it going down? I don't know. Is you, it going you, off? You just, you just like, you huff till you can't. You huff till you drop. No. Yeah. Enough of that. Enough of advocating glue sniffing. We're not we, advocating. We don't advocate, but we do partake. No. <laughs> now, we're brothers. and <laughs> Glad we can establish that fact. We've been playing games against each other for years. And as well as sibling rivalry, mm. because we hate each other, <laughs> as we've established numerous times, there's also that gaming rivalry. Like, there is a gaming history, there's a long standing charter of deeds that we have done mm. in the game. Now, that could be 40k, that could be Dino Crisis. Yep. 
That could be Crash Bandicoot. Could be Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur's been That's a good rivalry game. Yeah. Soul Calibur's been a great rivalry game. And it's been 40k as well. And over the years, you've beaten me. <laughs> now, you're also the older brother. Yes. So you have many years We're expanding advantage. the canon here for people. <laughs> <laughs> many years advantage over me. Um, I'd like to say that's the only reason you've won. Really? But you're better at me than gaming. At gaming. Yes. Now... If you're looking for, like, support or someone to back you up, I'm not the person to go no, to. No, no, I, no. I'm emphatically better. I know where I am. You are dirt to me. I know where I am. <laughs> now, I am I am the moxie tryhard. Okay? I turn up. I put that controller in my hands, knowing that I'm going to lose. But you know what? I'll have a crack at it. Mm. I will have a crack at it. Now, most games... In fact, I'd say almost all games. I think there's only been like 1% of all games that I've ever beaten you on. They're all computer games. Yeah. And then Warhammer. Warhammer has been a marvellous theatre. The, which has been a huge part of life. And especially because you also you probably have more years advantage in Warhammer than me now. Because I had those few years out. I'm still rubbish. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now here's the thing. Here's the thing. With the other games, when I pick up that controller to fight you in Mortal Kombat, I know that you're going to mm. beat me. I just know it's going to happen. You're better at computer games than me. Yeah. Much better. Now, Warhammer, it's debatable. It is debatable. <laughs> For some very key reasons. Go on. <laughs> now, sometimes I make sound decisions. Yep. Other times, I am very just silly, and I want to do something because I like the idea of something, whether it's a reality or not. You know, so if I have my orc war boss, and there's something bigger, bigger and crumpier than him, I would quite like to crump that with my war boss, <laughs> even though in reality he will get crumped. But that's just part and parcel of playing orcs. That's properly. part and parcel of playing orcs, and that's why I like orcs. Way. Orcs yeah. appeal to me because I like to be violent on the tabletop. <laughs> because instant violence is great to me. If there's a transport there and I have a grenade, I'm just going to run at it and strike it with the grenade. He is talking about the game of 40k, I'm to clarify. Just 40k. Yeah. Unless you're BT, in which case I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you with a grenade in my head. Now... <laughs> Sometimes I make rash decisions. <laughs> Such as threatening a multi-million <laughs> dollar organisation. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> However, in 40k, I'll tell you, the normal way that events unfold is I look at the battlefield. I survey it. The calculations are beaming away in my head. Imagine any, like... TV show or film where they have a complete that, genius that calculation. Bit, that bit in Sherlock Holmes. I'm basically the Sherlock Holmes of the Wild community. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Continue with these bold claims. Like, I'm, I'm not, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not. Just, but, but it feels like it. When you make your plans, when you go, I'm going to move them there, they're going to move that way, he's probably going to react with this, this, and this, here's I'm going to counter that, here's yes. what I'll do if that fails. That kind of thing. And I can look at it, and I can make a good battle plan. Yeah. Okay. And normally, it's even from the deployment. It's how do I salvage a defeat? Because <laughs> well, this is something which has been commented on, like not just by like me and our group of compatriots. It's also um, other people you've played against in store and so on over the years who have gone. I mean, you, you, your planning is great, but <laughs> yeah. So I mean, normally what happens to me is we'll finish the game. I have lost. 
I mean, you know, we've said it before. I've literally won less than ten times across my entire life in Warhammer, which is depressing. And we won't we won't focus on that. We won't focus on the failure here as I discuss home the Sherlock Holmes of Warhammer. Continue, now, continue. <laughs> now I have had it a few times where my I will beat my opponent and they go, so kind of what what was happening here? And I explain what my plan was, and they say, yeah, you would have completely fucked up everything for me had that happened. Now, this is where we divide. Mm. You always beat me. Always. And sometimes it looks like the victory is there on the horizon. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> the victory looks like it's there. I can see the victory. The plan is working. However. That bell curve. That bell curve. My odds are not good. The curve of the bell. Now, people like to say they have bad luck. People like to say, you know... They like to blame their luck for things. Well, they say that, oh, it was the dice's fault I lost that game. It was the dice's when fault that I lost. Usually the dice are fair over the course of a whole game. But now, you have bad moments, you have good moments. At this point, I have 13 years' experience of rolling dice. Now forget the game. Forget the game at large. Forget it. Yeah. Forget whatever it is. It could be Monopoly. It could be Uno. Uno doesn't have dice. <laughs> when I play Uno, it does. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Yeah, Yahtzee has dice. Yahtzee has dice. I should try Yahtzee, that'd be fun. you probably win it, you bastard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I've got 13 years experience. I can definitely tell you, and Alan can back me up here, my luck is not good. It's not the worst. It's not like I pick up 36 dice and I'll roll 36 ones, but I will work, roll a disproportionate amount of The most of interesting thing with your luck is that... I don't... We, we were sort of like trying to do the maths. We played like a few games recently and so on. We're trying to look at what exactly it is about Henry's luck, which is bad. And it's not the dice he rolls. He doesn't consistently roll low dice. It's just he consistently lo rolls below what he needs to do. So, yeah, he'll roll fives and fours and so on when he needs to get a six plus. Or in the case where... Or alternatively, if it's on a two plus to succeed, he'll roll his sixes then. So the highs are sort of, quote-unquote, out of the way when it's stupidly easy to do. So when it's a four plus, twos and threes all day. Now, saying that, saying that, yeah, it's like my luck is misaligned. It is. Whereas you, you're kind of like the gilded champion of the city who rides around on a silk curtain yep. drawn by two elephants, yep. never has touched the ground, never has faced the shit. Like, I'm the guy scooping the shit up from the elephants. Like, I'm, I'm part of the parade, <laughs> I'm a willing participant... <laughs> But also, you don't know my name, and I'm <laughs> scooping the shit from the elephants. Yes, that, that is your purpose. Now, you don't know what bad luck looks like. Now, granted, you've played XCOM. I've, I've played and XCOM. XCOM is punishing. It is. But in Warhammer, you have never <laughs> tasted the bitter pills that I've had to swallow. Some of these pills are the size of your head. Yeah, after eight hours of losing, to then further lose to just bullshit. Yeah. And... Like I said before, and, you. you know, it's funny. It is funny because now we come back to the dice cards. And I've made a realisation. And I will tell you the point in which I broke. <laughs> I have been broken, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. My faith is shattered. I can no longer be high deacon. Is that Does that sound racist? I don't, <laughs> I know. don't know. You know what? Let's yeah, forget that. Yeah, forget, the <laughs> forget the titles for now. We'll work them out when they... <laughs> Despite being champion of the D10... Okay. At the Dice God's Church. Yep. I have to relinquish the title and the generous salary. 
<laughs> and the complimentary <laughs> portion. Yeah, all, all key parts of running a church. All key parts of running a church. I, I don't know a religious leader in the world that can do it without having a portion of great yeah. salary. So, like, it's just I mess- mean... it's just something we would need to facilitate the church you're a part of. Yeah. And it wouldn't be right to not have that. Anyway, yeah. for, there's been a schism. For just 20,000 US dollars, we'll build a dice-shaped cathedral. That is a fucking... <laughs> Shitty cathedral. Yeah. It's, it's going to be made out of Papi Amashi no, dreams. Is it going to be made to scale? Or are we just building like a little teeny tiny cathedral? Oh, no, I was thinking we get like a huge D6. Just oh, like. Oh, nice. Like, and hollow it out. Yeah, hollow and it out. It yeah, exactly. And hang it from a tree. And we have like hanging, like, I don't know. Oh my god, you could have the, the actual like number bits, the black dots. You could have them be stained glass windows. There is pictures of you screaming as you roll oh ones, that kind god. of thing. Yeah, and you could have like Saint Five. The oh my five. god, yes. And people are praying to Saint Five oh my because god, they yes. need the Five Plus. All the Orc players are crowded around Saint Five begging for his... What is? What could he? What could his material be? I'd say gold. I'd say gold for five. I'd say one would be something fragrant. No, I, I think one would be something completely dependable and solid. Something wood. Which, I was thinking wood. Wood was my original, but it's it's too I, cheap. No, I don't say wood is something which like you'd. It'd be like a three or four, and then it's it's nice. What about the hammer? The hammer for one. The symbol. It's of one made is of the hammers. hammers. It's made of hammers. <laughs> yeah, that's the material of one. Hammers. <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Yeah. Right, we're gonna figure out the rest of these numbers. Oh, I mean, you know the little like praying mats, the little like cushion things. They yeah. get a little dice. You need like foam dice. I mean, I'm just saying that if we had, like, a gaming centre and we had, like, a separate, like, we... dice-based den... Yeah, we could have, like... amazing. Yeah. If you endorse <laughs> us for five million US dollars... The low, low price. <laughs> we will build a cathedral, maybe to scale, maybe not to scale, and some dice cushions. Yep. That's a good return. Now, dice gods. Dice gods. In the last game of Titanicus we played, once again... I stepped up to the table, knowing that I'm the underdog. Mm. Also, do, we've mentioned before my dice rolling, but when playing Titanicus, the Vulcan Megabolter has six shots, and you hit on threes. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, most you, of the time you can hit on threes. threes, but most of the time, for sake of argument, hit on threes, and a six will get you uh, two, two hits rather than one. And the majority of the time, just to show you where I fall on this bell curve of luck, whenever I roll shooting that, I will... Well, you've got three misses, but you've also got three sixes. It'll be that kind of thing where I will still end up with either equal to or more than the number of shots I fired hitting. I think you you only... Given that he's got five Warhounds firing five Vulcan Megabolters a turn, mm. I think there's only two rounds of shooting where you didn't get six hits. Because there's one where there's loads of ones and twos and threes. Even though I got... A, a, you know, I'll like you've got, a bunch you've got of like, and you've got like, like average. Yeah. You've got okay. average, but it wasn't above six. <laughs> yeah. Like, Alan is literally fathoming bullets from his ass at this point. Uh, fashioning them from the air. Like, you fire six bullets, but you fired them so well that another six bullets have joined in from the arse. That's going to happen at some point, Henry. You do know one You're day. You're going to get 12. Probably soon, I'm going to get 12 hits. You know what? I'm prepared for that. That wouldn't surprise me. That's, that's where we are. 13 <laughs> yeah. years, it wouldn't surprise me if you rolled six sixes. Now, in this game, Alan has a slightly better list than mine. I, I think that's fair. That. I, I'd agree it's, with that. it's slightly better. I'm not going to say, you know, it's just going to deck me. 
No, no, but no, it but is it's slightly better. Yeah, it's slightly better optimized for just what I have. Like some of my stuff is just suboptimal. It, it, it doesn't match up well what we have, but that's just because the Titanicus collection is sort of starting. Yeah, yeah, and we both have our private objectives. We both have secret objectives. That's how Titanicus works. That's how Titanicus works, and. I'm playing a game of sacrifice because Alan has more firepower than me. But if I can complete my objective, I could win the game. Yep. And I need to sacrifice my play pieces in order to get the win. And I think that's a sound strategy from the start yep. because I just have less firepower. I can't go mano a mano. I cannot get into a battle of attrition because I will lose. Yeah. I need to manipulate your play pieces are my play pieces to set me up for the win. Yeah. Now, I don't want to toot my own horn. As the Shakespeare of wargaming, <laughs> as, the, as the Aristotle, <laughs> as the Aristotle of dice rolling. Yeah. No, that's a lie. I should not claim that. But see, I was also going to say dice rolling, but thought, no, that's yeah, a lie. That's a yeah. lie. That's very much a lie. Now, I do manipulate the situation. To a point where I could break free and win. So basically, I have vital cargo. I have an extremely potent shipment of spice. Or whatever. It's Hidden. important. No, no, it's spice. It's definitely spice. Does it clarify spice? Or is that what you were going for? No, no, no this was my, this okay. was my primary objective. Because I'm, I'm basically the holy order of Legio Titans. Okay. So it's definitely spice. It's for incense burners. Okay. Okay. I, I'm there's a little bit of spice in them. I, I, I'm trusting you. I, I'm going because with it. when you burn spice, it makes the crowds weep. You what? see what I'm saying? So it's like this massive like effect of oh, this power of the emperor. You burn some spice. That's my head cannon. Oh, okay. I see. I get. I get what you're That's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit cool. Anyway, fuck it. Yeah. I'm carrying spice because we're also British. If any of you don't know, and the ship, the shipment, the the British—I almost said humans—the <laughs> British used to ship a lot of spice around back in the old days, back, where we back. owned most of the planet. As we did, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not proud of that, but it happened. Well, to be fair, you can see how you know, uh, Games Workshop is a British property in that. Yeah, it's a galaxy-spanning empire, and they're fucking monstrous. We own this. Yeah, and they all have British accents. Yeah. For the most part. It, I mean, Americans seeping in, but, you know, whatever. Fuck it. Whatever. That not, not in my grimdark future. <laughs> back in the old days. Back in the 90s and 2000s. Now, I'm moving my, sh my spice. <laughs> I'm moving my spice. I have a spicy bar <laughs> in the middle. And <laughs> I basically have been playing on the back line. I've been playing on my back line for a long time. And then I move my war warlord, my big centerpiece, half of all my points... I move him to the centre of the table. The technical term for him is an absolute unit. He's an absolute unit. And the idea is that I bait Alan into just destroying the warlord. Yeah, now he, You did a good job of faking me out as well. Because you did... Basically, because I don't know which of his things has the potential... The spice. The spice. I don't know which one has the spice. He had two pieces left. Warhound, small, fast. Warlord, unit. And the warhound, he made a big point of going and running as quickly as possible. So... It's extremely obvious. And because he knows me, he was able to get deduce, like, my reaction to that is, oh, that's a fake-out. But because he knew that I knew it was a fake-out, <laughs> it wasn't a fake-out. It was actually in the small nippy thing. So it was a cool move, well, or an extremely dumb move, if, if it wasn't us. <laughs> while also moving the warlord up quite quickly, 
not as determinedly like must run as fast as possible, but still noticeably quicker than it would normally be going yeah. at the cost of like its reactive chance Pushing, of blowing yeah. up and stuff. Pushing. So I was like, okay, he's making a subtle move with the Warlord, a big move with that one. The big move is a fake out. It's in the unit. So I've got to kill the unit. I also put the Warlord, or the unit as it is. Yep. Um, I also put it in a position that isn't the best for it. Because it's basically like a fighty boy. It wants to be shooting at stuff. I put it in a position where it couldn't really be that fighty. Yeah. It, it ended up being fighty. But, you know, in that, uh, it was it, definitely it, like a checkmate. Like, this is sacrificing the Warlord here. And it would take, of all my things, because all my stuff is small, it would take all of them to bring it down. But they would. They would get they a would. kill. Now, she only took two in the end. <laughs> my idea... So, this is a game where I've lost. I've lost the battle. But I can win the war yeah, of he, bringing Spice home. He's outplayed me. He's, he's strategized through this. He, he's done well. He's done a good bluff. He's done all this stuff. A bluff which wasn't a bluff, which was in fact a bluff. Yeah. The triple fake-out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the triple fake-out. Um, and I'm feeling like, okay, this is... I'm, I'm on the cusp of maybe winning this. Because it's not guaranteed... Um, and as we later found out, I couldn't have even won had I got my spice <laughs> off the board, which yeah. I think we need to talk about. But that's that's more in the Titanicus episode, anyway. But it looks like I would have, at the very least achieve my objective. Yeah. Now, when you push the Titans, you can push the Titans to make them go further or move uh, more ballet-like. That's as far as I'm going into detail there. Interpret how you like. Yep. <laughs> now I need to push my Warhound. And I also need my warlord to be pushed as well. Now this is, that is for ballet purposes. This is the, so the warlord is for ballet. Yeah, I want to spin the warlord on a dime to be able because this is a game with firing arcs where the, the where you're looking matters. It's weird, I know, comparing yeah. to eighth edition. Because <laughs> what I'm thinking here is that if I can kill this warhound, that might be able to get a good line of sight on my warhound. Yeah, my spice. Um, I need to make sure that Alan can't shoot the spice because then the spice will die. So I have to put the warhound directly in the way and maybe even hope to kill Alan's warhound. You mean the warlord directly in the way? Well, there's a lot of terminology so there. The, the warlord is turning. Yeah, to it's destroy to turn one of to Alan's threats to the spice. Now the spice needs to push to actually make the distance because otherwise he's going to fall short. So I need extra movement. So I've got to push him. I have to push them. Mm. Now I roll for my warlord. When when pushing the reactor in Titanicus, you have to roll the reactor die, which basically means... It's a D6. It, it's, it's a D6. It's a D6, but there's special faces on it, so it's nice. Yeah. They could just make it a 1, is this, 2, 3, is that, whatever. But they don't. They've made it nice. And this is to see if you're, like, the big reactors on the Titans, uh, if they gain further levels. If you get more and more stuff on your reactor, if the reactor level goes up, there's a chance that you can start damaging yourself, maybe even blow up, that kind of thing. Now, there's also another option, because the Warlord has a lot of bank for Plasma. Like, even if you roll the worst result on the dice, or arguably the worst result yeah. on the dice, it doesn't really matter too much to the Warlord. Because it, it'll just, it has so much reactor space, it was, it's a yeah, fucking it unit. just absorbs it. My guy is on the green. He's right up there. He's got banks of Plasma. I could use so much energy right now. Now, there's a 1 in 6 chance that you roll Awaken the Machine Spirit. Now, what this does is this instantly stops you. There is no movement. There is no turning. That's not true. There is... Before that happens... Before, oh, yes. Before oh, yes. the stop, you have to make a command check, which differs on the Titans. But um, in the case of the Warlord, it's, what, a 3+. plus. Is a 3-plus on a D10. Yep. 
So do you get a boost to it for being a princeps as well? For being like the warlord? No. No? So okay. there's a one and a two are the results which I can roll, which will make me have to use the Awaken the Machine Spirit. If I pass the roll, I can move normally. Yeah, nothing happens. It's fine. We're fine. We're good. I fail. I roll a two. Yep. That's fine. That is fine. You know, that's great. <laughs> it happens. That's great. It happens. And then there's there's a random table, and basically I just roll uh, a whiff. Yeah, of all, all, all the options spirit. that could happen. Because there's a few things. Like some of them are good. Some of them are quite cool, yeah. Some of them are good. This, your one would have been good, except... There was nothing in the yeah, front arc. Basically, I would shoot immediately in my front arc. But because I was turning to get something into my front arc, there was nothing there. Mm. And then, so instead of turning, I had to move in a straight line. And, oh no, I had to turn. But anyway. Yeah, yeah it makes I, you turn and then like nothing happened. Basically. I did nothing. Nothing happened. I you, just turned. The important thing didn't happen. Because you needed to turn more than you did. Because the, the Wake of the Machine Spirit thing only gave you a bit of a turn. But you wanted to turn quite a bit more. Yeah. Now, there we go. That's, that's this, that. This pissed me off. A little bit. You know, I mean, shit happens, shit happens, but this was a game where I'm about to beat Alan, and that happens so very rarely. Yep. Less than once a year, less than twice a year. <laughs> Sorry, less than once every two years. Less than once every three years. <laughs> now, I'm about to get this win, or I think I'm go- about to get this win. Yeah. It, it's looking good. Now, this Warlord not doing what I want, this Warlord failing on a 3+, plus on a D10, after rolling a 1 in 6, and then rolling a bad result on the table... I'm a little bit salty. But you know what? Okay, it puts my plan in jeopardy. It makes my plan less of a sure thing. Mm. Like, it's not even a sure thing had I succeeded. But that was... It's like an 80% chance had I succeeded. Now, I haven't succeeded. We're approaching 50-50, 40-60. Like, it's not looking good. But you know what? I might still make it, depending on how Alan rolls. Now, that's the denial in my brain. <laughs> that is the hopeful optimism <laughs> that is blocking out the sheer truth that Alan will down him. <laughs> yeah. Alan will down him. And that's just a fact. Because you have to... When playing against Alan, or people like Alan, because I'm sure there's people out there that know someone in their playgroup who's just fucking lucky, and you hate them. <laughs> you privately hate them. Like, they might be decent people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, but... Outside of, the, yeah, outside of the game, you might get on with them very well. Inside of the game, you hate them. You hate their smug little face for their rolling. And by the way, I don't hate Al. I just want to. I, I, I hate uh, his rolling. Yeah. I hate who he becomes when he rolls those dice. <laughs> he becomes another shadow being that is great at rolling dice. I don't know what that's about, but I, I have no idea. But it, it is horrific it at times. It, it yeah. sucks. Like I think sometimes even you feel remorse. It happens now for and again. How well you roll. When you like risk it for an absolute biscuit and it just goes perfectly for you. Like for example in Blood Bowl. Um, not to change it around too much. But yeah. <laughs> Alan basically rolled three dice uh, and I get to pick the result. So for just for reference, this could be a d6 and you roll three dice and you need a four plus to succeed. Anything else, Anything is, else is, is a failure. And if you roll a one, two or three, your opponent, in this case me, I can pick the one, two or three. Yeah, he can pick him, and that would be the immediate end of my turn. My guy may get injured, may even die. Yeah. So on three dice with him picking, that's that's pretty much a sure thing. I'd also say that it's probably like a one in three chance as well. Alan just naturally rolls the worst result for me <laughs> on all three dice. Yes. Like that's a one in six, and then three of them. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Didn't that happen multiple times it in one game? Multiple times in one game, and you were just like. 
I think I'll take these. Now, I, on the other hand, would take two positive die rolls where I get to choose and it's quite safe for me and I've got to re-roll. Nah, it just fuck me. It would just fuck me on two positive dice. Alan can roll three negative dice and he's got it. Anyway, that's a side note. So, on my warhand, on the spice-carrying laden boy, I try and boost him. Spice now, boy, the lesser known part of the Spice Girls. Spice boy? Yeah. Who was also a Warhound Titan. Yeah. I'm quite concerning if people didn't realise he was part of the Spice Girls. It's an interesting move for the marketing team. You have the five Spice Girls and a Warhound Titan in the background. Yeah. Fully functioning. Yeah, no, no, it, was, it worked. It, was, it had a plasma reactor. It was yeah. quite terrifying. No, I like anyway, the entire crowd, 2003. It's now called... Big Spice? <laughs> <laughs> Big Spice. Was, was that one of them? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't posh, know. Spice. I know this posh spice. That's, I, that's the my, where my. Brain I want to say bad spice, but I think it was scary spice. <laughs> it's scary spice. Is yeah. that ginger spice? Sporty spice. Was that a thing? That was a thing. We're we just adding like adverbs to them now. And there's Mel B. Who is <laughs> spice? What one. was she? Naughty spice. That sounds I, bad. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's our English trivia session over because they were, of course, an English band. Spice Girls by by the the album Spice World. I know they had a PlayStation 1 game. Which was like... Wow. <laughs> which was like... That. You know, like um, Dance Dance Revolution? It yeah, was okay. like that on the home consoles. You see how that makes now, sense? that makes sense. I was imagining like some sort of fighting simulator for some reason. I was like, why would the Spice Girls be fighting? But I I would take that as well. I think something like that did get a fighting game. I know, I know Fight Club got a spice... Uh, Fight Club got a spicing game. Fight Club got a fighting game. I know that much. But that, that, makes, that, sense. that makes sense. And Spice Girls also got a film, I think. Oh, I'm sure they did. And, uh, wait, what was the other one? S Club 7. They got loads of films. Anyway. I, I saw anyway. them. I saw saw them uh, early last year. Late last year, That's sorry. That's terrifying. It, it wasn't a deliberate move. They were just at a thing I was seeing anyway. And it's like, we got S Club 7. They're meant to be the biggest thing there. I was like, okay. And there was about four of them. It was S Club 4. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's quite tragic that they're going on like that. Because they were like a children's entertainment band. Like That was 20 years ago. And now they're still there? I, think, I don't know. I think they may have been a real band. I think they may have been a real We're losing band. track. We're losing track. Maybe. Either now, or no. You now have to name your Titans after Spice Girls. No, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yes, I will you not do. do that. I will not but do I've that. Got, I've got the fantastic names for mine. What? Victoria Beckham. That can be my warlord. No, yeah, there you go. Not. No, no, no. There you go. She's a titan. She's a titan of modelling, Henry. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. Now I, I would not fuck about with Victor. Well, no, I, I would. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> back it up, Mister. We're talking about spice, and not yeah, the no, band. Like, <laughs> not the band. Just no. name the Titans after the Spice Girls. No, I will name them for you. No. <laughs> now my warlord, Sporty Spice. <laughs> who's carrying? Who's carrying can, the, the how valuable can it be spice? Sporty Spice. It's big and heavy and lumbering. Yeah, but it's fast moving. Now, it, that, no. Oh. Anyway. He's running. He's running for the edge. Now, I've got to push it. Push it to the limit. Scarface. Great film. Go watch it. Now, I roll the D6. And naturally, I roll Awaken the Machine Spirit again. Cock fucking jam it. Yes. So, I then roll the Command Dice, which is now a 50-50, because it's a 5+. Oh, sorry. A a 60-40. Because I, I need to resist this Awaken the Machine Spirit. I need to resist it. If I'm gonna get to that board edge, because also you d- did a thing which basically meant he would move further, but he couldn't shoot. So if he didn't move, he could do literally nothing with it this entire turn. Yeah, it was fucked. It was fucked if I didn't get this. So naturally, I fail. Yep. Naturally, <laughs> I then roll 
it's just a random result. I think I shot some lasers at you, but against the guy that had like full shields or something. You did, you did. And then my spice carrying boy was destroyed. He was destroyed by vengeful, traitorous plasma fire. Yes. Because, again, there's a chance you may have been able to make it if the. Because I, I still believe the absolute unit had the stuff on board. But when trying to shoot the absolute unit with like some fairly small things myself, I just rolled high and took it the fuck down. He had excess firepower on something that was <laughs> a bit iffy. A bit iffy as to whether it would happen or not. He just had more firepower. It's kind of the equivalent of two Limon Russes bringing down Everything. an Imperial Knight. <laughs> Everything. With excessive firepower. Like, that's not, that's not how that should work. That's what happens. So, yeah, I had firepower left over to bring down your shit. Now, in this moment, I was broken. <laughs> there, I was there, broken. there were swear words bandied about a, a little bit at this point. Now, going from the point of playing a careful game, playing a shrewd game of sacrificing play pieces for the grand win. The greater good, if you will. The greater good. Now, by the way, this was a great game. I had a fucking great time. Yeah, it was a, it was a hell of a game. And not only was it a great game, but it looked like I could sneak the win. Yeah. I could just sneak right on in there. Like Sporty Spice. On in, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> Why and then you... just the dice fucked me. And before this point in the game, I would say my, my die rolling was average. Like I had some good stuff, I had some bad stuff, but, you know, most part, it was behaving. It was behaving. Mm. Uh, highlight being when I hit one of his warhands with an orbital laser. <laughs> I, I, Just saying. I think the turning point, though... That was great. ...is when you killed my um, leader. Your princeps. He, he had a warhand that was the princeps. He had to rescue a fallen Titan crew. Princeps being the leader. In Titanicus, like the leader of yeah. a bunch of sorry things. Just, just well explained. Well explained. Yeah, it's almost as if we have to do this for people. Yeah, and your guy was downed. He was destroyed. He had got the Titan crew. He picked them up, and he yeah. was running away, and he was destroyed. Yeah, Henry Henry blew him up. And so Alan's objective was lying on the ground because the Titan crew still ex- survived. They're still there. The objective was just lying slightly beyond reach, and he would have to move boys over to get it. At which point he wouldn't be able to kill the warlord and. You know, the warlord is at this point potentially carrying spice. Yeah. Al knew what he had to do. Now, this was a dramatic game. A very dramatic game. It was a great game. And I had just stopped his his objective. I had stopped it dead in its tracks, literally. I had blasted it apart with vengeful loyalist plasma fire. Furious anger. Furious anger. Um for laying hands upon someone. Yes, yes. Now, possibly the Titan crew. (laughs) Possibly the Titan crew. (laughs) Don't know. Now, I should have seen this coming. I should have seen this coming because I was rolling so average. (laughs) So average that I should have seen this coming. I should have seen the The, grand betrayal. The the bell curve creeping up on you. The bell curve creeping up on me. It's like the film It Follows, only a lot nerdier. Only a lot nerdier and about dice and maybe not scary. Maybe. Yeah, well, I don't think It Follows was. There's cool bits in it, it but was. I think most part, yeah, no, it was yeah. silly. It was just like having a stalker. Um, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Because at least someone likes me. <laughs> now, <laughs> we'd I'm like to shout out to Creepy Ted who follows us. <laughs> yeah. Donate $5 if, if you want us to kill Creepy Ted. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> We're not advocating stalking or sniffing glue, but we will kill Creepy Ted. <laughs> Now, okay. Now I got fucked. 
I was at this point. If this was Game of Thrones, I would be the king, and a spear would be thrust through my back just as I'm about to sit on the throne of kings or whatever it's called. The Iron Throne. The Iron Throne. I don't like Game of Thrones. Alan loves Game of Thrones. He's gay for it. I, in a great way. I, great way. <laughs> I'm, I'm gay for the first three books. For the first three books, which is possibly now, the gayest way to be gay for something. <laughs> Then this like at this point I've just been sworn in as king and then suddenly a spear is rammed through my back not a euphemism yeah. and I'm lifted up high <laughs> and, ev- and everyone can Hoisted. see the blood spilling from my body as I slowly slide down the spear not a euphemism <laughs> and fall. Are you sure there's not a homoerotic undertone to this <laughs> at all? Well, I don't. Know. Sweat now, glistening on the my impaler's body. <laughs> it's hard as ripples. <laughs> From the intense thrusting. Anyway, I fall in a crumpled heap on the floor, bloodied and broken. Now, <laughs> now that's what it felt like. Now that's what it felt like. How it feels to do five. How it feels to do five. Come, some dude is gonna fuck you with a spear. Maybe a euphemism. I don't know. I don't know. Down to your personal preference. Down to your personal preference. Now, that's not a soft service they currently offer. Now, <laughs> I've asked. <laughs> Um, anything come with this five gum? It's like offering them a spear. <laughs> Not even. So, yeah. Uh. Now, at this point, at this point, <laughs> my entire career of rolling dice flashed before my eyes. Every one I'd ever rolled. <laughs> that's a lot of ones. That's a lot of Jesus, ones. Jesus, that's a lot like of ones. <laughs> 10,000 ones just flew at me in a massive wave that blocked out the sun. Yeah, it's like that bit in 300 with the arrows. It is. Only it's dice. like that. That could be one of our mosaics. That could be the mosaic for one. Is yeah. somebody staring at the sky? It's like hundreds of oh, thousands of ones and tumbling down, yeah. Yeah, that was that was my experience. Yeah. Now, it's the lecture about pride. In this moment, <laughs> I realised that my faith was a lie. Why was I fearful of these gods, these omnipresent <laughs> gods, that with all their whimsy and fucking random ass, seemingly justified justice, yeah. I realise there is no justice with the dice gods. The dice gods have been indiscriminately fucking me <laughs> for 13 years. <laughs> now, Alan and I both believe in the dice gods. Yeah, that they're, they're, they're not real. They're not real, but they, but they are real. They're, now, they're real to us. <laughs> There's a bit of our brain that uh, tries to understand the unknown via the dice gods. Now, for 13 years, you've rode the bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> you've rode <laughs> that polished bell. <laughs> I, I am the chosen of the dice gods. I'll you're, get the best bit of the bell, thank you're you. The, you're the prince riding around the silk between the elephants, yeah. and I've been shoveling shit for 13 years, and I've realised that I've had a smile on my face while I've been shoveling that shit. Because all the time, I've been thinking, my dice gods will reward me. My day in the sun will come. Yeah. Now those 13 years <laughs> shoveling shit, <laughs> I realise that I will be forever in the shade of an elephant's backside. Yeah, he's building point where he stabs me at the end of this episode. <laughs> it's looking that way. <laughs> it's like the final speech of the disgruntled servant saying, you know what? None of it was worth it. None of it was worth it. My no. entire life to you I brings feel... out the knife. <laughs> How dare you lay your hands on a god. <laughs> Elephants attack! <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> That's not an elephant attack! got <laughs> Or Kazoo. It's a gently revving bird! <laughs> a 
I don't know. You might have that sort of sense of humour. Just a bunch of robins on a chainsaw. <laughs> There's so much tweeting. He's <laughs> like, that's got to be some form of animal cruelty. It's not. <laughs> we checked. They signed up for it. They're clinging to it willingly. <laughs> So for 13 years, <laughs> I have been a pawn in the grand game of the Dice Gods. And at this point, I realise I must become the Avenging Sun. I must rally against the Dice Gods. At this moment in time, in we, 2019... We began, this, we began this episode starting a church together, and this is how you repay me. 2019 <laughs> is the year of the schism. <laughs> The church of the dice or a chasm? May I propose combine the both to make a schasm? <laughs> this is a schasm <coughs> because you, the gilded son, <laughs> this is my end. Forever rewarded. Remember me by the dice god. Forever rewarded, bathing in the sunlight as glorious victory after glorious victory comes tumbling in at your feet with such little effort. <laughs> Now I, I me, think, the I grand strategist. I under, uh, undervaluing some of the things I do beyond roll dice. I am Captain Titanic. I am Captain Titanic. <laughs> and I sailed the fucking Titanic into the iceberg. What? <laughs> Schasm. <laughs> Schasm. At this point, I implore anyone... <laughs> There's a bird at the window. I implore anyone. <laughs> They've heard about the chainsaw. <laughs> I implore anyone listening to this who is one of those shat upon from a height by the dice gods, who knows the fury of the dice gods, who knows the indiscriminate, uncaring backhand they serve you out when you need them most. Who knows that feeling of rolling average just to have the fucking curtain pulled away and there's a bunch of courtiers laughing at you with your brother riding a fucking elephant with silicone. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I need artwork of that in my life. I'll, yeah. I'll find artistic people and make them draw that. <laughs> <laughs> with the Robin chainsaw. Robin yeah. is a type of bird, by the way. It's It's me, like, standing astride like two elephants with this Robin <laughs> chainsaw cackling nightly as you shovel shit in the background. That needs to be our work. That, ne- that needs to be in the church as the moment That'll of the, the schism. Six. That'll be the six. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, we're going to have, like, a separate, like, middle bit, like, in that Thor film, which details the history of the land, which shows off the schism. Yeah. Like, the tale of how you and went to the church. It's hidden. Underneath the schism is a deep secret... That no one can know about. Anyway, this this is me broadcasting the schism. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, the secret schism is... If you're one of the unloved of the dice gods, rally against them. I am going to take my luck into my own hands. I am going to risk the I, eye of the dice gods. I, something I've been terrified, also completely ambivalent about because they don't exist, but also terrified to do. I'm, I'm just saying, you were, all my you were having a great game, then you killed my leader, and the dice gods sort of went, no. No, no, they no. They just said no. The dice gods dangled the low-hanging fruit <laughs> of a sweet victory. They said, hey, wouldn't you like to beat your brother for the first time in three years? He said as though it was like the Faustian demon. No. Who's turned up just to go, This is Henry, the Greek gods. Would you... This is the Greek gods. Zeus came down and bestowed upon me great power. We began at the to beginning of this episode to say that it's not like the Greek gods <laughs> But it is. All. But it is. 
<laughs> it both isn't and it is, like the dice gods and the chaos gods. Okay. Now... I can't help it that I'm chosen. Now Zeus came down from Olympus. <laughs> the dice god Xerxes came down from Olympus and offered me average rolling. Yeah. And he said, now is your chime. Your chime. <laughs> chance it's bell curve. Curve. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bell curve. It's your yeah, chime. Chime for the bell curve. To roll average. And for once, your strategy, your grand strategy, the genius that is you. This is his words, not mine. Oh, yeah, clearly, clearly. The monumental intellectual. <laughs> the Greek god Xerxes. <laughs> the Greek god Xerxes. <laughs> no, he's not the Greek god. He's the dice god Xerxes. Oh, I'm sorry, making up gods as we go along. Yeah, but, I, I, um, I've noticed. <laughs> Horace, <laughs> the dice yeah. god. Horace Lupercal, <laughs> yeah. the grand strategist himself. TM. We've trademarked that. I don't think we can claim that. I think I, we can. I, I think at this point, I think they've been playing fast and loose with the rules for the Horus Heresy. I don't think they've ever trademarked Horus. To be fair, if not, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim that name as my own and parade around in like a Silk. great big poofy cape, <laughs> two elephants, <laughs> two elephants, <laughs> chains all with robins. What would be different? What would be different? Tell me. What if I was actually Horace Lupercal? I probably have about the same success rate. Not as much, but nearly less. <laughs> less. less success. Now. The dice uh, no, gods. I could, I, I could maybe take terror if I rolled enough dice. But you know, you know the Greek gods. You know the Greek gods. Yeah, yeah. How they used to just play these games with mortals, and they would find it funny to set someone up for the fall. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> I was the chump, and for the last time, I am I the jester. It's the, the long con for thirteen years, making me be the downtrodden, and finally going. Here's your chance. Here's the taste of average. And then they Here's what average looks the last like. Turn. And then they shat on me. They just said. Your luck has got out of control, rolling average. We need to sandbag you back to the dark pits of the fucking bell curve where you belong. Forget ones and twos. You'll be rolling zeros on D6s. <laughs> you didn't think it was possible. It is now. It is now. Okay. I have a question. Yes. Because this came up when we were in the car the other day. And we were discussing <laughs> dice. What a setup. <laughs> no, we, were, we're in the car. We, we were discussing dice rolling, and because we're dull like this. By the way. That inspired this whole, like. No, no, no. I, I, I think we should just briefly mention what we were doing in the car. We were in the car, <laughs> waiting for two hours for John Wick 3. Ghost That's of John not when we had this conversation. Alright, okay, well. In that two hours when we were waiting for John Wick 3, <laughs> we started a running commentary on a man cleaning a balcony, and it was fucking amazing. To the point where we're tempted to take this rock podcast on the road and just watch people doing random shit while It's never going to be as good as that one man cleaning a balcony. It was mysterious. It was It insane. was super mysterious. There were like, so many, like, there was fake variables, outs and there was strange things. And... There was, like, doppelgangers. There was nonsense. He climbed out a window at one point. Yeah. <laughs> there was a door to the balcony. He climbed through a window. It was crazy. It was, it was oh. crazy. It was almost better than John Wick 3. Yeah. Not quite, but almost. Not quite. Now, Don't watch John Wick 3. We'd okay. like to just thank John Wick 3 for sponsoring this episode. We'd like to thank Keanu Reeves for just being there. Yeah. And thanks, being Keanu. time-travelling wizard. I think he's not... I think he's just immortal. I think he's immortal as well. Yeah. But... What were we talking about in the car? Yeah. In a separate instance in the car... There was a uh, basically because we were dull, we discussed dice, and we're like, "Oh, we should make an episode about that." Hope you enjoyed it. But basically, we also got to the discussion of what happens with when you roll. Cause this seems to be like a varying theory. I'm when you roll a bunch of dice, and like say it's to hit, you roll a bunch of things. Five of them hit. For me, I roll those same five again because the way I sort of rationalise is, eh, they've earned it. And they're there. They, so I've, like, I've clearly, I've already counted them. So you re-roll your successful dice. Yeah, because you count the successful dice, so they're already there. It's quicker. They've earned it. There you go. Um, whereas there is a group of people who 
will roll that and then go get new dice. Like, I, the mentality being, I guess, is that the odds of rolling well... Like, say you need to get sixes, then sixes. It's, all oh, well, getting two sixes in a row on one dice is, you know, one in 36. That's less than if I get a new dice. I can see the rationale. <coughs> you yourself were saying you used to be part of that trend. Now, yeah, I, I developed a bad habit at one point um, where, basically, I would only ever roll once. Now, not in my traditional Henry Brothers Grimdark way. I would set up my dice before I needed to roll them. And I would have all the one faces facing up. I would not pick up a dice that was a six and roll it. Now, this is just a quirk that a lot of people get uh, with rolling dice. Or at the very least, I've, I've found lots of different quirks. Not this one specifically, but people, you know, they'll have favorite dice, they'll have yeah. weaker dice, they'll have... Like, I have a, a set of uh, white dice, which I've used once and never again because <laughs> they were so terrible. It's weird. It's like this, superstition. Yeah, this is the interesting art, which I love about... Um... The whole joke about the dice gods aside is the superstition that comes about because of dice, in that they are just random, but the way that humans work and the way that we attribute meaning to things is that the most agnostic of people, when it comes to dice, will develop superstitions and sort of myths about which dice do which, that kind of thing, which is, which is fun like, and interesting to see. It's something that's not real, but it also plays on your mind. Yeah. So like when I was doing this, I was like, I know if I set the ones up. Now, it's all confirmation bias comes in, all, all kinds of stuff. It's, yeah. Now, why did I set them up as once? Well, I set them up as once, and I would, you know, once I had rolled the dice and the the results were there, I would then pick up the ones again if I was to make another roll. You know, so if I rolled six dice, three three of them are the result of a one, and three of them are successful, I'd pick up the ones and re-roll them. Mm. Now, the idea behind that, in my mind, which was silly, but it was just if I already have the result of the one... The next die I roll, or the same die I roll, sorry, it won't be the one again. It's less likely to be the one, because now it's going to be a one in 36 that I roll that one again, yeah. and it's a five in six that I don't roll the one. So it's kind of that probability manipulation. However, we all know that when you roll a die, it's just evens. Like, one in 36 is not technically true, because it's a new instance. It's just you have a one in six of getting every result. Now, I believe you also said sometimes you would roll the failures as well and you just kind of experimented with different things that's quite normal like people normally switch around a little bit I think, now, I, think I tried it at one point but then just sort of went eh eh I, I, it was mainly just to see if there was much of a difference yeah but but, I, but you had the same mentality of if I've rolled low oh, I, I understand I the mentality low. of why I get yeah, yeah. I get why people do it yeah, I just yeah. it does to me it's just now I'm going to tell you why that's wrong mm. I'm going to tell you why you should not you should you should use your successes again if you see a six, you should roll it again. Even though your brain might say, it's quite unlikely that I roll it as a six again. Are you about you to tell me that it. it's down to like a small chance that the dice are ever so slightly favoured towards that due to the like weighting of the dice unintentionally being slightly possibly weighted towards that result? Any kind of shit like that? Yes. Fucking knew it! Sorry. <laughs> okay, now, to clarify... That came to me just that moment. When we had this conversation... This was like a week ago. Yeah, it? this was like a week ago. We had this conversation, and I, th this exact thing came up, and Henry said, I know why you should re-roll the successes. And I had a couple of guests then, and Henry went, no, just, just leave it, don't try and guess it. I was like, okay, fair. I, we wanted, I wanted to have the moment of going, oh, I see, on the podcast. But I fucking guessed it at that moment. Yep. I don't know why my brain just suddenly clicked into place going, that's why it is, that's what it is. Ah, oh, it was fucking wonderful. So that's why, and I can tell you guys, um, and maybe this is something I'll get more into when we do videos, um, 
It's going to be soon. It's going to be very yeah, soon. That's, very that's soon, that, and we're excited for that. Yeah, it's getting close now. Now, with these dice, I actually have run experiments, or ran. I don't know. I'm not a genius. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I've run experiments with dice. I've run, ran experiments with sets of dice, and... I'm just saying the god Gilgamesh has blessed me and complimented me on my intelligence. Yeah. Who, yeah, you know, whatever. Was he a Persian fighting man? Is he a god? Yeah, either one. I don't know. Either one. I don't know. Xerxes, Gilgamesh, same guy. Now... Clearly. With these dice, uh, I can tell you for a fact that I had one set of dice from... I won't tell you who I bought the dice from, but you may guess... (laughs) You may guess. Is, is it a larger company? I don't know. Could it be the primary company, I would company that, in this hobby? I would say they distribute a lot of dice. Okay. Now, this was a pack of, I believe, 18 dice. Now, this was my good pack of dice. And I also had another pack, which was bad dice. My white dice. So I have my white dice my red dice. Now, the white dice I tried once at a tournament. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Fucked me over. I actually started using the opponent's dice because I was like, my rolling is so bad. Now, you, you can test the balance of dice very, very easily. Uh, there's YouTube videos out there. Um, basically, all you do is you put salt in solution with water and you mix it to a point where the water has, I think, greater density than the dice and then the dice will float. Um, and then you just tip the dice up and it will reveal the impurity because it will flip to its weighted side. So the heavier side will slip to the bottom. And what if this is not to say that the dice are weighted, it's just that due to it's just a minor difference in imperfection, they are slightly ever yeah. so slightly favoured one side. Because if you have plastic injection moulded um, dice, basically what happens is you end up sometimes with air pockets. Now this is why you should always, always, always buy clear dice. Okay, because when you buy clear dice, you can see if there's air pockets in them. Now, the air pocket itself doesn't actually mean that it's imbalanced, because I've had ones with air pockets in, and you roll them and they're fine, or you test them in the salt solution and they're fine. But what I found with my red dice was that 50% of them were imbalanced. Hmm. 50% of them were weighted. And what was quite funny is, because I played with them quite a lot, I felt that the results 1 and 4 came up a lot. So I, I realized that I either failed spectacularly or just passed in most cases. And it was actually weighted to the four mm. on like 50% of these dice. They're actually weighted to the four. And to be weighted to a result, that's, that's kind of fine to be weighted to. It's not too extreme. <laughs> yeah, it's not too extreme, but I definitely felt it when I was rolling them. And yeah. It was really funny that they came up with the result that I felt. Now with the white dice... Oh my god, I think like 60% of them were just weighted hard to one. <laughs> like normally what happens is you put it in the solution, you maybe spin it about a bit, mm. and then eventually you'll come back to a facing, and then you do this a few times. Other times you spin it, and just no matter what, it'll just be like, whoosh, one straight up to the surface with the result. And this was just like, one, one, one. <laughs> yeah. So I was right to bin those dice, and that's the funny thing, because you have this superstition about your dice, but it might actually be that they're weighted. So if you roll dice... And, and by the way, I'm not advocating that you use this to cheat. I'm oh, def- hell no. never, hell never, no. ever use deliberately weighted dice. Never. So the 50% that are weighted, I actually have them in a plastic bag. I actually have them at work to demonstrate to people because I'm very boring. <laughs> um, but the other ones I still roll. But those ones are sealed away because they're weighted. Yeah. Never ever use weighted dice, guys. Like I'm being serious now. This is not a joke. Don't do it. 
Just don't do it. Don't be a dick. There's don't use this to determine that your dice are weighted and then use the ones which are like imperfect towards higher numbers. Just, yeah, yeah, don't do it. But it's I'd, a say, really... I'd say either don't check them, or if you do check them, do what you did, which is just remove all of the ones which are weighted. Weighted, and then and, so you do yeah. have random dice. Exactly. Yeah. With that that piece done, that's the whole piece. We, so... we have one final bit. We do have a final bit. A request from someone in our Discord. This is, by the way, is the time we'll take to briefly plug our Discord, because we don't do that. Yep. But we probably our, should. Our Discord is completely free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for, the, for the first time, something's free. No, it's all yeah. free. It's all free. And we've got some good chaps in there. You guys can keep up to date with us. So, like, sometimes, yeah, we do take a sabbatical. I mean, we posted in the Discord that we've both been ill. Yeah. And that's why we've been off. Um, but, but all that sort of stuff or if you just want to come chat with us or see what we're up to because we post pictures of our armies and battle reports yeah. and stuff like that and we encourage everyone to do that it's just a cool place for cool people it's come on it's in it's just nice and relaxed there should be a link in the description if we've done this there right there better be there might be there, there bloody better be <laughs> there I, might be I turn to you the person who has made numerous links to reddit without the actual link to our I have posted SoundCloud. to quite a few places forgetting the link so I'll be like hey come listen to the Brothers Grimdark here and then there's just nothing there was the one time didn't we have like a really esoteric description it was like Brothers Grimdark do this insanity this week and this and that I, no, no, I think and it, it made from, no sense it, it had no no mention it was a podcast no mention of anything it was complete fucking nonsense and there was no link it was amazing <laughs> that was the most upvoted and downvoted we've ever been yeah. now I think that was the time when we were talking about demons, and then we were like, we were riding the warp storms. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we were riding the warp storms through insanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... <laughs> we got pretty told off for that one. So anyway, come to the Discord. Yeah, you can come yell at in. us for mistakes like that. It's fun. Yeah. Now, what's the request? What are we talking about? Um, oh, yeah. Um, we had a request to... I, my brain went there. We had a request to discuss the um, books that are coming out for... Children. Younger readers. Children? Uh, yeah, they're, saying, they're <laughs> aiming at like 8 to 12 is what they're aiming at. Okay. And there's two books. One I don't give a shit about because it's Age of Sigma. Oh yeah, I'm and not even going to look at that. To be fair, like maybe Age of Sigma works better as a children's set. To be, I don't know enough about Age of Sigma yeah, properly. Exactly. To be fair, to be fair, I've not looked into much of Age of Sigma because the stuff that I read was pretty fucking terrible. Not saying it's all terrible; it's no. getting better. But a lot of the stuff I, I read have heard it's improving great. a lot. But from the outside looking in, and we were both people who saw fantasy die for yeah. this, and then you go, "It's like nine different worlds of this and that," and you're like, "I don't care." Yeah, I don't care. It seems too complicated, and I don't care. And you also bungled it very, very badly. Like, I will kill your favourite character, but don't worry, he comes back as a magical hedgehog that sings whispers. Is it a nice thing for you? What? It's art. Anyway, rubbish. so that's why we're not interested in Age of Sigma. Go check out some of our stuff bitching about that. We've got a lot of it. Age of Sigma. Yeah. While we're here, reboot Gilliman, what a twat. <laughs> just, just get it in. Just there. get the quota sorted. Um... But there is one coming out, which is um, called like the, something to do with the Necrons, like Rise of the Necrons, or Curse the Necron, or just it may even be just Necron. I think it's Necron. And it's about a bunch of young rep scallions getting caught in like a galactic adventure and Necrons and stuff. And we were asked this because the individual in question, he was not best pleased. Which I can understand. Because it's the grimdark setting. The Necrons are not like, of, of the grimdark setting, they're one of the least child-friendly portions in like, a way. In in the fact that they would like to destroy everything and their guns deatomize you, yeah. pretty painfully. On the flip side, though, I'm kind of okay with this because a 
it's probably going to be better than some of the shit the Black Library's put out over the years for the Horus Heresy. I'm saying that as fact. I will, I will, I'll fight to prove that. Bold claim. Uh, it's a bold claim. bold claim. To be fair, it may turn out it's it's the worst it thing ever. But at the end of the day, if they write it to a competent level, it's going to be better than some of the Black Library stuff. It really will be. Because Black Library's some terrible bits. Anyway. Um, but also, as much as the Necrons are, don't seem too child-friendly, A, they're not Gene Steeler cults. B, they can be, if you write them just a little differently, they pretty much could be like a fairly fun villain in that they are kind of like Daleks. I mean, with, trans- Transit is already there. Yeah, you got basically, you got crazy, maniacal, ah, I'm evil, and with the current Necrons. Current, yeah, current you don't have Necrons. to change anything. Not, yeah, like, the old ones wouldn't work as well. But current Necrons, they're laughing and mad villains, and they're kind of fun and quirky, and they've got, like, those beams which, okay, the way they're meant to work is they flay you alive rapidly, but it's still kind of horrific. Yeah. Um, whereas you could easily make it, like, you know, Dalek disintegration, where, like, poof, they're gone. And... With mention of Daleks, I know both these books. They've mentioned that the audiobooks for them, they're going to be getting David Tennant and Billy Piper. Now, to be the people who read the audiobooks, I watched Doctor Who back then. I was a bit younger back then. So seeing those two like characters, those two people, getting involved in the sci-fi thing, for people at their age, I'm like, ah, right, oh, fuck it, I can get a bit nostalgic for that. Which I will, I will agree, that has warped my opinion of this project. It probably has more goodwill from me as a result of having those two involved with it. Actually seeing David Tennant talk about... Um, Space Marines. Yeah, having David Tennant talk about the book, and I was excited, and like he thinks it's a great little story. Like, ah, oh, David Tennant. <coughs> Sorry, chaps. For ten pounds, I'll kill him. <laughs> change the pounds now. We've yeah, I've up the price <laughs> barely. We're actually in international waters. That's why it's changed from dollars to to pounds. Yeah. Now we won't talk about why we're international waters, <laughs> but broadcasting. We're just saying Britain won't have us back. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying if a man wants to fight a kangaroo, he should. I'm just saying G-Dubs ain't going to catch us now, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, now with these books... Do you have a counterpoint? I would like to just weigh in. Just weigh in. The last time you weighed in, you ranted for 50 minutes about dice gods, then, then, then <laughs> said that you weren't part of the church. <laughs> That's upsetting you, hasn't it? I'm yeah, it has. The, I'm still part of the church. You know what? I'll still... Judas, to, that's what you are. Come to the service, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say schasm a lot. <laughs> I would just have a no, T-shirt on like, that says schasm. No, I, I, you could be like one of the main people giving speeches and talking about the dice gods. You, you can get like very enthusiastic about that. That'll be your role. I'll be just the quiet saint who turns up and just occasionally blesses people. And Not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. Not a euphemism. Now, with this children's book, books. Well, the book we care about. The other the, one. The book we the care about. Be fired at the atmosphere. Yeah, you know what? Have whatever for Age of Sigma. Like, if you wanted to do like a load of Tamagotchi for Age of Sigma, go for it. I do not care for its IP. I do not care. The one thing which I will potentially see as getting me anywhere near to Age of Sigma is the Maledictions book that came out a while ago, which I still need to get. Which is the collection of short horror stories, which they've written recently. Some from 40k, some from Age of Sigma. Yeah. I look at it and go, 40k ones, I'm hyped for. Age of Sigma ones, there's... Potential, maybe. Yeah. And maybe if some of them are really good, I'd be like, okay, I may check out some of the Age of Sigma shit, but I'll doubt it. I doubt it. I really doubt it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, you wanted to weigh in about Necron? I want to weigh in. Because we started reading about Warhammer when we were children. Yeah. Now, 8 and 12, that's roughly the age range we're in. We were somewhere Probably, in there. Yeah, we were about reading. then. Now, we read... Like the codices, 
Third edition Necron Codex. Third edition Necron Codex, Codices, and then eventually Rulebook. Now, in my experience, why I fell in love with Warhammer as a child was just that it was brutal. Yeah. I love the grimdark. Like, this is something we say a lot of times, and we actually get told off for. People do tell us off for loving the Grimdark. People are like, no, let's make it happy, sunshine, rainbows. That's not the setting. No. Basically, as broad a setting as it is, it should focus on what it is good at. And Grimdark is one of the things it's good at, so it should focus on that. Like, don't try and be all things to all people. I see where you're going with this. Hang on. (laughs) With that statement of mine. But there's also scope. There is also scope for that. Yeah, because you can have a brilliant, gleaming Tau world, and you know the envoys arrive at an imperial planet, and they use this as an example. And you know, couldn't this be great? Can this work together? All this mm. sort of stuff. But then they have the grim dark, where I might sneeze in a minute. <laughs> I saw your face go. I'm like, is he about to? Die? He's about to do that. He's about yeah. to blow it on <laughs> on live. Now, when we read it. Now, I started with Space Marines. Space Marines were my infection vector. I'd say Guard would probably have been more for your results. Guard were my results. <laughs> yeah. I need tens of thousands of Space Marines <laughs> to achieve anything. Now, when I read about the Space Marines and the fact that they were a superhuman soldier clad in this thick metal armor facing the greatest fucking horrors the galaxy had ever seen and they were going out there with just armed with faith not necessarily in the emperor but in their abilities Mm. and fucking steel and you could almost feel you know it was dripping from the pages the weight of the space marine like the one lone space marine the power that he had but also how powerless he was in the universe greater this is also back in the day when they didn't just have the general fluff they'd also have like short stories in there from the perspective of like and this was also a time before they claimed that one space marine was the equal of 100 other yeah, this is before the the warding. The, yeah, this this was back in the day. <laughs> For those of you who didn't think we did our quote coming about Age of Sigma, Rebuilding, and <laughs> Matt Ward, you are mistaken. We'll get them. We'll yeah. get them. They're we on the brought them in. <laughs> We've got a month. We've got to hit these things. Yeah, that's now we've got to catch up here. <laughs> back in these days, the Space Marines weren't these all singing, all dancing heroes. They, they were, were they were tooled up and ready to go. They were tooled up and ready to go. Title of my <laughs> latest escapade. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> But they weren't just, yeah, one man defeats 100 enemy others. No, no, no. The Space Marines were up against it. The Space Marines were the thin, superhuman line between total destruction of the human race. And they needed to be used like a scalpel. They needed to deploy tactically and delicately because if they miss their mark, they're just dead. Yeah, and there There wasn't enough of them. There wasn't limited resource. And, And back in these days, Terminator, suits of Terminator armor, weapons, they were holy relics. The Space Marines did not have the production that they have now. Like The primaris- majority of the ship could not be made again. The majority yeah. of it. like the, the basic armor could, the bolt gun could, but a lot of the special shit knew. Yeah, and back in those days, the Terminator armor could be made, 
but it was by a very select few and it took years mm. and many many resources which you couldn't just freely you're not like on Amazon I'm going to buy 100 quarts no 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 you have to fight a war for that quartz yeah. or trade or you know and this is across a galaxy and you've got to try and communicate different supply lines while you're a space marine and it also had like the brilliant autonomy of the space marines as well you know the space marine chapter was alone in the galactic darkness fighting you know, and when I was a kid reading that, I was like, yeah, this is fucking heroic. Like, I always love knights, and the space marines are like super knights, knights on steroids with fucking awesome weapons. You know, just the bolt gun. It fires shells into things which then explode. One of the fucking best weapons it's in just anything. It is. Metal as hell. And it didn't, it didn't hold its punches. It threw them. It would be, yeah, you know, this guy gets his head pulped in by this monstrous... Chitinous the, the, tyranny. The, the fact I keep on bringing up the flaying weapons of the Necrons. That was the third edition codex. That got that is like seared into my brain. There's fantastic picture as well. Someone like being sort of turned yeah. to bones and stuff. There's a guardsman. That's also in my brain. As yeah, well. that's, that's, like, that's in there. Fuck. There was also that beautiful image from fourth edition Chaos Codex where you had Typhus holding the body of a. Yeah, that's a that's wonderfully creepy and good. It's so creepy. You feel the powerlessness of the human, but also this like demonic taint that seeps from his hand. Yeah, that original. Do you still have that Chaos Codex thinking about the way somewhere? We do. I need to reread that. I think it's beautiful because it is like, beautiful. Yeah, because he started with Baker, I started with Chaos because that's just who we are. Yeah, and God, I need to reread that. No, I I see what you're building to, and I do agree that. I love the setting as it is, but I would also like to argue that we were atypical in this regard for our age, in that we were people who were going to get into the hobby probably anyway, and this just helped, like, cement it. Yeah, but... Whereas these books are probably not for the people who would already be getting into the hobby. They may be for different types of kids who may not initially address it, or even may just be a way of sneaking it in past parents, (laughs) who will... And to be fair... Our parents and anyone else associated with our great Warhammer addiction had no idea what was going on with it. <laughs> oh yeah, like, it's like the fuck is that? Plastic and models. How much did it cost? Ah, uh... <laughs> money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know they didn't know about like because I remember uh, like when I had the Dark Eldar Codex, I was actually reading the Dark Eldar Codex in front of a friend's dad. Like when we were really young, yeah, and like that's all about slavery and torture and debauchery and all this sort of stuff, you know. And it was just a fine day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he never asked. He was like, "Oh, what's that book about?" I was like, "Oh, it's just you know some hobby stuff." That's great. You know, keep <laughs> on reading. I like, was like, "Look over." I was like, "What's that?" Oh, I'm just reading a book about my toy soldiers. That that's their interpretation of it. Well, I'm quietly reading about the chaos gods and the crushing worthlessness of all mankind, etc., and having some brutal stories of people getting hacked to death with laughing berserkers and so on and see but i i love that and i love that and it's cemented in my brain and that's why 40k is you know is somewhat alienating to a little bit you know i still love it Mm. but it's not the grim dark that we love it's not what it was yeah and with these kids books i just think it's unnecessary i don't think you need to put out these sort of you don't, but they want money. No, no, but... Okay, <laughs> they, they want money. They want money. But the other thing as well is that... I think if you had presented me with that book... Now, let's pretend that I knew nothing of Warhammer. Mm. I would never see it. I would never see the plastic. I would never hear of the stories. Um, and you just presented me with that kid's book. I don't think I'd like 40K. 
I don't think true. I'd you, be you as may, taken you with You may it. have read it, you may have enjoyed it, but whether you follow up on it is another matter. Yeah, I, I think I read it, and then maybe, you know, ten years on, they'll be like, oh, hey, there's this thing. I'll be like, oh, I read a nice book th- about that. I think the thing is, if they can make more of them, I think that would do better. I get the... F- okay, because what, yeah, they're, do- just what they're doing is they're testing the waters. But if it does well enough and they start expanding it, then I think it becomes more worthwhile as a bit of, like, Games Workshop merchandising action. Yeah. Because you can get more things. Also, I do think the fact they picked Necrons... That was the best choice. That was the single best pick they could have for a spacefaring adventure. Because A, it means you go into space. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have little adventures all over the place. B, you, they can be the laughing, cackling villain. Yeah. And so you could have like some creepy for kids bits, like when you have like flayed ones or something. Don't have I don't know if they'll go there, but they could. That's the thing. We don't know if they do like include things like flayed ones. Because remember, like a fair bit of children's shit. Maybe, or maybe the children's shit we got exposed to had creepy shit in it. Maybe maybe we were just atypical. We saw a lot of creepy shit. Yes, but I yeah. think that, that's quite normal <laughs> for kids, though. Like, I, I knew a load of kids, and kids still do it. Like, you know, how many times are you in the Games Workshop shop, and there's some seven-year-old annoying the shit out of you? <laughs> like, that, yeah. like, and also, by the way, <clears throat> side note, side note, it's just a complaint against the, the community and parents at large, is... I know where you're going with this, and I completely agree with you. Yeah. The parents that dump their kids at the games workshop and treat it like childcare. Yeah. And then they fuck off and they do something. Now, our local store guy is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, he's an angel. He's not paid to look after people's kids. But he looks after, like, ten kids at a time. Like, it's so often that I go in there and there's just kids that he's looking after. like, what a champ. What an absolute champ. But fuck those parents. And then they don't come back and they don't buy anything. Yeah, it's like they drop them... Because I, I get the fact that it's like, oh, it's a games night to get them into the hobby and so on. And it, it probably does help out with repeat sales over time. It's a problem with Games Workshop saying this is fine to do and the fact that parents let them mistreat it. Because they do just turn up, drop them off for like four hours, and then... Because you'll walk in and you'll see the guy and you can see that he is worn down, he is quite drained, he's been dealing with kids. a bunch of hyperactive kids and having to like... Come over and do like rules corrections or resolve arguments, and because I imagine there's a fair few, I can imagine there could be a oh, fair yeah. few arguments when it comes to dice rolling and no, kids. But, and, but mean, he has to deal with that, and he, he does it well. Like he does, like he, ah, oh, medal for that man. Yeah, medal for medal. that man. But I think kids are like dogs. Now I'm a dog person, and I think your own dogs you love, you really love them. Hmm. But then other people's dogs, you go, yep, that's a dog, that's there. And, you know, they might, you know, like the, the people that go, look at my dog, look at my dog, look at my cat, look at my cat. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? And you just think, yeah, that's your thing. You know, I think that about my dog. You know, you think that about your dog. I think it's the same with kids. Like you see someone's kid, you understand that they love them, but you hate that fucking kid. Kids are <laughs> fucking annoying. Like, oh my God. Like, you know, they're in the shop and they're like, hey, do you collect space marines? No, I love ultramarines. To, kid to, to clarify, decked. to clarify, it may be honest, but the whole paternal drive thing is not kicked off in us yet. No, but um, no, no. But I think you get that about your own kids. Other kids are still fucking yeah, yeah, annoying. Exactly. But th- with that being said, it's not that we'll be dicks to the kids no. at all. No, 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 it's no, just no. that internally we'll be going, please shut up. Yeah, internally. Like I remember, there's a kid there. Um, you know, nice enough chap, bit annoying. Like he'd come over and just like start like chirping at you while you're trying to play. And he would, like, eat crisps and then pick up people's painted models. Not by the base, but by the model. I was like, dude, you're getting grease all over these people's models. And it's like, it's like shit like that. It's like little stuff where it's like, come on, you've got to respect I, people's shit. 
I don't pick up people's models like full stop. No, I leave them on the table. Yeah, exactly. I inspect them. I bend and down it, and I inspect them. And then there's like, people like uh, our friend who's absurdly good at painting. He's like, he just picks it up and like, ah, it's fine. So I like, jam it somewhere, like push it over. I'm like, Jesus, dude! <laughs> you, you spent like uh, hours. Yeah, you hours. sold part of your soul to paint that as well. If you have, as well, if you have, how, how can you? Oh God. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, so these kids' books. If it means more kids fucking around, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you're a parent. And you're listening to this, and I really, really doubt this applies to our fan base. Like, I, I doubt so much. But if you know someone that's a fucking parent that who just abandons doesn't know their about child, the hobby, who doesn't know but about listens the hobby, to this podcast, but listen to this yeah. podcast for the child's sake, I guess. But you know, anyone that does that, just fuck them, fuck them. Like, as a parent, like I get what you're doing. You don't even like your kids because they get on your fucking tits for being. So <laughs> you need annoying. some time off. Yeah, you throw them in the GW. Now, if these books send more children in here... Like, I think it's great if more people get into the hobby. I think it's great. And we got into it at a young age. So I don't I don't think we should ban young gamers or anything like that. I think it's good if they get into the hobby. But also, like, not like a namby-pamby, this book isn't real 40k. Like, just get in there. Just throw them in there. Give them the Tyranny okay. Codex. Get them going. The next thing is, I don't know... We don't know what the whole for young readers thing means. In that it could be because we our assumption is based on like the artwork alone that it's a bit softer. Yeah, it's really brutal. soft. Like we're friends, we're having a great time in adventuring in space, and it's not the setting. I have you read some of the heresy books? Oh yeah, some of that is you know <laughs> bros flying around on a palaquin, <laughs> and they shot, and they killed, and they shot again, and they killed. Then his armor glistened, and he shot, and he fucking. As is. Then they stopped, had a conversation in the it, middle of a cataclysmic It, it could be definitely a romanticised take on the setting. There's dogs. But also, I don't, don't know if you can hear them, but they're there, they're barking away. A part of it may be that they are just writing in a less verbose manner. Which, I don't know if that's a bad thing. Because at times, 40k likes to just use big words because big words sound cool. And I'm, I'm all for that. Big words sounding cool is a big bit of the hobby. But... I mean, that, that chaos, Necron Codex is just D10 after D10 of complicated words. The Jasmasonic Dionide. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to have to like reserve judgment for now with a bit of optimism in that I don't think it's going to be 40k as we know it, but I don't think it'll be too bad a thing in itself. Unless now, it's written by C.S. Scott, in which case, fuck it. My opinion. Fuck it. My opinion. Mm-hmm. The standard material is good enough. Now, the standard material is... There's still some Grimdark in there. But for the most part, it's a lot lighter than when we got in. Yeah. It's quite a lot lighter. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the most, I would say, of modern stuff that I've read is Gene Steeler cults kind of heavily insinuating that they have sex with Gene Steelers and humans. Like, I'm not... Wait, I'm not interested in that. Entire, I think it's just more like they... Jabbing with something I mean, it says impregnate, so it's yeah. kind of. And it, I, I think it's it more does like, do it a few times where it's like, hmm. <laughs> I think it's more like it's basically because that's been used a lot in reference to Alien, and yeah. they're heavily ripping off Alien. Pregnates them up the pipe shaft. Yeah, it's basically like they jab and infect them with the gene sealer stuff. Yeah, but they know. they like to. They it's, like to. Yeah, it's weird that language. I don't know. They said like things like babies born with three arms and stuff like that. It's yeah, yeah, because they they what they do is they infect them, and then that makes that person have a drive to mate with somebody. And then the the offspring of that person and the person they mate with, yeah. breed with, is then there's a baby also like varying the, uh, degrees of mutant, which they then see as like their baby. There's also the broodlord kiss as well. I think it's meant to be the thing which infects them. 
yeah there's like the tongue and things I don't know maybe it wasn't sex if, if it isn't sex then it's, I, it's I, a lot lighter it, it's not sex okay but then it, it's a lot lighter so it's not as dark as when we got into it because back then there was some bits were, were quite bad was there <laughs> yeah there was the Iron Warriors rape machine which we won't get into now but that was was that like back that, in our day that was back in our day that wasn't in a codex though that was, that in, was like, in some hidden that, forbidden law that was in some of the black library the black library is a piece of shit like, some, some of it some of it, some some of it. Some Dan of Abner it. do not come at Dan him. Abner is fucking amazing he's amazing I now want to read Titanicus <laughs> don't know if you heard that got a bird squawking <laughs> yeah I want to read Titanicus now just because I've been playing Titanicus and he wrote that book and I'm I'd want to read it. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, is that it? So, no, no. The, no? the opinion, final opinion, I think the, the stuff is good enough as its own. Uh, if I was a parent and my child wants to get into 40k, I wouldn't be like, here's this namby pamby thing. You would, I would buy them a codex. Probably the Space Marine one. Yeah, because at the very least, you save money. Because this book is going to be like 750, 10 quid. Or Codex is fifteen pounds. That's way cheaper. No, no, no. Then it starts them like buying the plastic, and that's no, no, no. that's where you save money. I'm just saying that if it's the infection vector, they will get that book. Then they'll get the codex. Then they'll get the rest. Yeah. I would just save the money and go straight to the codex. And I think the codices, uh, okay, as cool as the this booklet might be, part of the codices is seeing the models. That and is that's true. fucking cool. Like when you but, see Marnius Calgar and they flip over and he's got a fucking model, you're like, what? But nowadays, <laughs> the codices have less of the look at the models, here's how to paint them. They've, they've like barely any of that. Yeah, also, less the, the, the general writing of the codices has dropped. I yeah, would say. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. Some, the, co- some the codexes are not a great way. If you're, if you're into writing, Codex is not some of the best things to get into the hobby with right now. Some of them are good. Some of them are good. Some of them are good. The Tau Codex. Tau Codex. Tau one's fucking golden, and I'll That's fight to death for that, but a, oh, lot of, a lot of them aren't that well written. Yeah. Or they... Uh, okay, well, this thing exists. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it either, but... I might, I might have a I'm look at it. I'm not 8 to 12. <laughs> My reading level is that Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you make it smaller <laughs> It's all three-letter words. I would like <laughs> smaller words, please. Yeah. Thank God they do the audio copy. That's all I'm saying. So next week on the Brothers Grim Dark, dun 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 dun, we will be talking 